0: This is Hearts of Oak podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic, free society. And we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And good evening, Hearts of Oak. Apologies for being a little bit late. My issue? Uh, I don't know, that might mean we're not on could mean that we are not on Facebook. Let's see. Anyway, my moderator team can let me know how we are doing and if we are live on everything. But it is wonderful to have Karen Sigmund back with us again. Karen, thank you so much for joining us once again.
1: Real pleasure to be here. So, so great. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Not at all. Great to have you. And yeah, um, I had the privilege of meeting Karen back in June. And actually, Ed Dowd that we had on a couple of weeks ago, who I absolutely loved. That was Karen's handiwork getting him on as he was one of the uh, one of the main speakers at your last conference, Karen. But yeah. Karen, tell me maybe tell me about dot The website is there. Just give our viewers a kind of uh, a little overview of what it is uh, before we jump into the news.
1: Yeah. Um, Terrific. Um, We are a nonprofit in Los Angeles, the American Freedom Alliance. When it was founded, I don't know, 15 years ago, um, there were certain specific threats that it was founded to defend against. But the idea was we were defending Western civilization, um, Judeo-Christian values, and all those ideas ideals that contribute to prosperity and freedom for everyone. Uh, even f- 15 years ago, they were under attack, but they were they were a specific set. We've sort of retooled a little bit. Now, to us, the biggest threats are things like um, globalism, ha- education, media, the various forms of propagating ideas that have been all hijacked by the left by the globalists um children today everything that they learn is untrue uh and um we we actually had done a conference on the left's long march through the institutions which our subtitle was um the left's revolution by other means which is exactly what they've been doing and in fact now learning more about china the war that china's perpetrating on us Um, They call it unrestricted warfare, and I would say that that's very similar to the left. So we are, we hold conferences, we have lecture events, we do Zooms, we had an anti-mandate task force, we have a dinner gala, holiday gala dinner coming up. We just had a conference in, in June on propaganda, and then in October on the globalists, globalist puppet masters, who they are and why it matters, and our upcoming conference in March Will be deeper dives on globalism. So we really are about educating, propagating truths, um, especially those that need we need to stand firm behind in the face of the onslaught by the left generally. So that's the I really have the coolest job. Wherever there's a threat, I get to figure out you know how to how to point, steer, and uh, an attack.
0: Sounds good. Um let's so without further ado, let's jump in. And I am stateside at the moment. I'm over on the East Coast, which is why I don't have my usual background. Uh so Karen and I are on the same continent, but at opposite ends of the continent.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh and we'll uh, we'll bring in an American flavor in some of the news. But first, I think that we need to bring this up, and this is our thoughts and prayers are obviously with Bill Clinton because he's tested positive for COVID. He's had mild symptoms, but he said he's doing well overall and keeping himself busy at home. But he's grateful to be vaccinated and boosted, which has kept his case mild. And he urges everyone to do the same,
1: which is kind of <laughs> like
0: that. Uh, I mean, Karen, these... These kind of high-profile figures that keep getting COVID despite being jabbed at the hilt, they kind of seem to be copied and pasted. I'm sure you remember seeing other similar ones like this as well.
1: Of course. Yeah. I mean, what, what is a vaccine if not a preventative? And of course, that's they had to redefine vaccines. They literally changed the definition because we know it neither prevents nor um, prevents the spread. And data showed now, and I'm sure your viewers are aware of this, that the worst cases are among the vaccinated and the vaccinated are dying in greater numbers, not necessarily COVID per se, but from complications from the untested and yet shoved into our arms, jabs. Um, I believe Biden got COVID twice, Kamala got COVID twice, even though their vax boosted like mad. But I have to tell you, um, Peter, if there's one guy who I imagine would welcome um, quarantine with open arms from family members, my guess is it would be our boy Bill. Yeah. Um, life <laughs> well. with uh, Hillary has got to be um, a challenge. So uh, for all we know, he made this up so that he can just retreat from having to deal with his lovely spouse. <laughs>
0: <I don't know. laughs> And that's a whole program in itself.
1: <laughs> but, right, I mean, no. it's just every time these people turn around and, and come out with exactly as you say, it's cut and pasted. I have COVID, mild symptoms, thank goodness I was boosted, blah, 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 blah. That anybody, that anybody can have those words come out of their mouths or that anybody will actually publish it with any kind of seriousness is just... Shows how far we've fallen from rationality and independent thought, including Bill.
0: Well, Well, um, we'll move on. My, my thoughts are the only thing that's been boosted is their stupidity. Yeah. Um, but let, let let me on 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 gather there are a couple of uh, so villain eighty two says good evening everyone. Notification was late tonight. No, your notification wasn't late. I was late, so my (laughs) sincere apologies, as I said before. As always, Vicky, Uh, good evening from Florida. Anyone else, just drop your comments in. If you're watching on Getter, I'll pull them in. If you're watching on DLive or on Facebook, if we're live there, um, I'll pull those in as well. And if you're watching other ones on Rumble, sorry, I won't be able to pull your comments in or cloud hub, but thank you so much for watching. Or if you're listening after On The Go on, on the podcasting apps, thank you so much for listening on the go. And let's bring up this one, which is looking at Ukraine, which has been an interesting Subject and I don't know, Karen, whether we fall now with more people over Ukraine, Russia, or COVID. I'm not sure which, but this story is Ukraine to prepare law banning churches affiliated with Russia. And this has just, if we can scroll down there, pro Jam, uh, 2nd of December, this is from Reuters. The Ukrainian government will draw up a law banning churches affiliated with Russia under moves described by President. Volodymyr Zelensky, as necessary to prevent Moscow being able to weaken Ukraine from within. It's all, Karen, it's always worrying whenever governments try and restrict churches from doing anything. Alarm bells start to ring. But I don't know what your thoughts are on this story and and the wider issue.
1: Absolutely. Um, Any kind of oppression is. Not what a free nation does. I don't care if you're under attack or not. Um, and Zelensky had holded him holded good heavens, long day, had held himself and he has been held up as the beacon of of freedom, of American-style, you know, democracy. Of he's he's the savior of. Europe. He's the only one standing up to the bad guy, Putin, and on and on. And this is just one of the one of many many examples that reveal that that's utterly preposterous. Um, you do not suppress churches. You do not suppress. I'm sorry. You 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 don't suppress. And you can cloak it in um, uh, um, national defense terms. But churches should be sacrosanct. Of course, historically, they're the opposite of that. This is where people do go to to preserve various ideals that relate to our spiritual life, our our independence, our communities, and which is one reason, of course, during COVID, they shut all our churches down. I, I didn't understand that. I thought we were supposed to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, but unto God that which is God's. And I always thought churches were God, so I. I get why they tried to shut them down because COVID, all COVID policies were about control. But the churches capitulated. So I don't know if churches in Ukraine are going to stand up to it. But this kind of thing, you would set alarm bells. Absolutely, it's not justifiable. It's simply not, in in my opinion. You know, I sit here in America. We have um, the Bill of Rights, freedom of religion, and this goes. Slap bang against that freedom. You simply don't do it.
0: I think, kind of, the problem is that often governments think they are God. That's the issue which we saw during COVID, uh, which we're That's seeing exactly, more and more.
1: Exactly right. And I think that they do think of themselves as God. And one reason of shutting churches down is to impose secularism and to kill that spirituality. um at, as I mentioned in the community, but also yes, to, to have us turn to, to the government to say, you can do this and you can do that. One of the weirdest things during COVID I'm sitting here in California and Los Angeles, where they're talking about re- restarting mask mandates is, um, people capitulated all too easily. And, um, and it is government that was imposing its will on us. And we all, to, not all, obviously, not not me and not my cohort, but we did capitulate. It can't. Those kinds of impositions on us can't be done on a population that has a strong spiritual component. It is those who see God as above government who will rethink all this and say, "You know what? You don't get to do that." And when we when it became part of our language among ourselves, are they letting us do this? Will they let us eat inside? Will they let you go to the... When did that become how we speak? And that was one of the most terrifying parts of it. And that, as you say, government becoming God. Um, exactly right. And the more they remove God, the more power they themselves usurp. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's go on to what's been um, what's been happening on your side in law and order. But I see, for, first of all, there are a couple of other uh, Trumpiest girl. Hi, everyone on Getter. Uh, who else? Miles Washbrook, evening. Uh, Florida John, evening. Anyone else? Just drop down the side. Always good to see um, where you're watching and where you're watching from. Always good Terrific. to get a, a good flavor to know. Um, let me jump on... I was just uh, yeah. Let me jump on to the the next one, which is this story on the 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 danger that is is the U.S. and this the whole load what do you of what well, the whole load of parties we come in the Democrat areas, I think, more specifically. But this is in <laughs> post millennial, the headline is unsolved murder rate in U.S. highest in decades again amidst police staffing shortfalls the murder mm-hmm. clearance rate the share of cases that are solved or closed for other reasons has fallen to its lowest point in more than half a century Um what are your thoughts on what life because we've seen an increase in crime uh, which is probably linked to defund the police when you take the police out and you live in a, 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 a probably a not so nice part of the world in that the police seem to have their hands tied behind their backs as well. But unsolved murder, it, I guess, if if crimes keep going higher and you're fewer police, then you're going to get fewer crimes solved. So it's all part of the, I guess, the Democrat plan.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's the war on law and order. Um, it's the advancement and elevation of chaos. It's um, trying to replace law and order with whatever they want to, which it's two things that simultaneously, one is, oh, we don't need law law enforcement officers, we need social workers. Oh, as soon as social workers start getting slaughtered, we're going to think differently about that. But then also they're going to turn to, they're already turning to um, national, Obama had done this. Um, national law enforcement, so s- sort of militarizing our law enforcement. So local, local law enforcement that we know is the tier of law enforcement that works best is being slammed the hardest. Again, it's all about sowing chaos. But there's in in Los Angeles, there they are redefining what murder is as another way of making uh, of of not increasing those crime dockets as much, right? If if you stop calling a thing a crime, you don't you don't have a backlog of of unsolved crimes. It's just it's easy peasy. So so there's that strategy as well and that's what's happening in Los Angeles. Also in Los Angeles, we we had a superb sheriff in the county of LA, Sheriff Alex Villanueva. He's a democrat. But he really, in all the lunatic governance in Los Angeles, from the mayor to the board of supervisors to the city council to everything, um, deeply, deeply Democrat. I think we had one, one board of supervisors who was considered Republican, but she it's hard in a, in a bank of five to stand up And one out of 14 city councilors. Sheriff Ianueva was the one bulwark on the side of law and order against the complete chaos. And that chaos was crime, crime on our subways, it was homelessness, it was all of this. He was outstanding. What's the natural thing that Democrats are gonna do? Get rid of him. And Soros spent, I don't know the numbers, but an absolute ton of money taking him down and replacing him with Luna who is Soros bought guy and Soros won the election. Was there fraud? I don't know. But knowing what I know about Los Angeles, it's certainly sufficient. Um, I'm fairly certain that sufficient legitimate numbers did vote for him. Law and order really, it's getting harder and harder to stand up for law and order, harder and harder to stand against crime, various kinds of crime, theft, rape, murder, um, anything it, the, you're you're looking at one of the worst criminals right now, in fact if 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 they have a choice between going after somebody who shoplifted um, nine hundred dollars worth of stuff in broad daylight, you know, fancy purses or me um, for wrong think wrong speech, they're gonna pick me. And this is a really it's a surreal situation for Americans to be in we've got those january sixth prisoners it's it's surreal. I know people who have literally gone to jail. I'm sure you do too Simone gold, just one of them um for having participated in in the January sixth event so and which at which I also was so they're throwing the word domestic terrorist around a lot. that's me that's parents who want to keep an eye on their ch- what their children read in schools. They are literally called domestic terrorists, while actual crime, including murder, nobody cares. It's it's so dystopian, it's, it's really hard to wrap one's mind around. And this it happened sort of gradually. We watched this during the Obama era. Then during Trump, they got, um, not obviously because of Trump, but in defiance of Trump, and then when Biden got back in, obviously, this thing just took off exponentially. So it's it's surreal situation in this country's history.
0: Wow. Well, one yeah. way of actually exposing is on social media. Uh, so let's bring up this story on Twitter. And there are a couple of, there's this story, which has been in, Um, in Europe, but also there's another big story. Uh, This story, EU raises prospect of big fine or ban if Twitter fails to follow new legislation. And here the EU have raised prospect, um, warning that it must significantly increase efforts to comply with new online Ah. legislation. Um, He was told he has huge work ahead these were the words from the EU, to comply with the EU's Digital Services Act, which requires tech firms to tackle problems, including abuse of posts and disinformation. Um, this kind of fits in. There's a similar bill in the UK that is going through part at the moment. And it is, it's frightening because it will restrict, I guess, those who live in Europe to access the information. Um, yeah but it's i guess it's generally the eu's hatred of of elon musk just like the left hit elon musk over there yes. in the state
1: and hate free speech i mean when you read that um if you had swapped out eu for china it it wouldn't be too far off um and typically if, from where i sit in the united states When we've heard China restricts this and that social media and China demands this kind of compliance from YouTube or China demands this kind of compliance from filmmakers. Or, right, I mean, you can't sell a movie if it's in any way counter to the Chinese narrative, With I will throw in the exception that um, managed to just say no to that, which was Top Gun Maverick. Um, China does this. In the United States of America, we've always been appalled at the compliance that the that social media or media media or entertainment media or anybody has ever capitulated to this kind of threat. Now it's coming from the EU. Um, yes, it's hatred of Elon Musk, but it's a similar hatred of free speech. We mm-hmm. have we have our First Amendment here. And from everything I've learned from when I interact with you and Elizabeth and everyone over in Europe, there is you don't have a protection of free speech people more have a protection from being offended yet you know, there's there's hate speech legislation which by the way free speech is intended to protect also that which is hateful by people and and let's not forget <laughs> where the biggest you know if it's if it's misinformation and disinformation that we're concerned about Let's look at every single major mainstream media outlet, um, including, uh, uh, and let's start with the Democrats, every media outlet, every word Joe Biden says is, is untrue. So I really take exception to this idea that Twitter needs to protect the people from um, misinformation, disinformation, when it's really the party line of the left, of the Democrats here, of various leftist groups over there, and all the main media that you have. We, at least here, do have alternatives. You have some alternatives. Not It's not built up to the same extent. I hope Elon Musk says, absolutely not, just from a free speech perspective. But I understand from where you sit, it does cut you off. And I, But then the battle needs to become yours over there on the other side of the pond to say, we, we demand free speech. That's all. Um, we fought that fight incidentally. And, uh, I guess we're still fighting it on a daily basis, but we have it. And just because somebody else doesn't have it, it, we don't have to comply with other people's, uh, constraints. Number one. So I don't know what you all are going to do. What do you think?
0: Um, I thought that my computer was about to die because it wasn't plugged in, but I agree with you that we um, <laughs> we have very little fight back and I, I really worry that we are more concerned about herdy words and people's feelings than actually yeah. a free and open conversation discussion. And w- whenever the UK put that online safety bill initially, the EU brought their bill within days and it was uh- just... Uh, Dangerous, um, and yeah. So I, I think we are going um, down a, a dark path, and I hope there are discussions, and I hope the EU relent yeah. on some of it. But the EU usually don't relent; they double down.
1: I know, but it is one of the. There's been a, as awful as COVID was. It did reveal a lot, and one of those things that it revealed is that it's the lies that hurt you and it is the truth that keeps you safer. And if those, I mean, that's always how it is. The truth shall set you free. And if your ideal ideas cannot compete fairly in the marketplace of ideas, that's when you lie and deceive and conceal. So, we need to encourage people to try to have a, a fair playing field and fight fight fair it's their word it's not fair that you're lying to us we don't we don't do the lying they do the lying and of course one of the biggest lies that they say is that we're lying but that's cuz they're lying so it, the case does need to be made that free speech the free exchange of ideas the free association free thinking has to be a fundamental component of Western nations, of every nation, yep. but certainly we in the West had had a tradition of that. You're the Anglosphere. That was a big part of who you all were. So I, I would, I don't know. I, And, and you're right. It started in the UK and then spread to the EU. The EU does double down. People really do need to realize that this is real war. And if you cannot speak, you got nothing. If you can be persecuted well, wh- for speaking, you got nothing.
0: No, exactly. Okay, we'll, we'll touch on the other story. We'll not bring it up, but obviously the big story is that yesterday, was it, that Elon Musk released information on how the hunter biden laptop story had been covered up by twitter Um, and it's been fascinating what's been put out there a whole series of when i saw there about 40 tweets um with links and it's quite interesting development of what's happening i don't understand exactly why and i still don't know if i trust elon musk but He's putting out the information that shows the failures yeah. and how Twitter interfered in elections. So to me, it's what's, what's gone public is good because it was never supposed to be public and now we're watching it and seeing it
1: ourselves. <laughs> it's... First, let me just say, I agree with you. I don't trust Elon Musk particularly and he bears watching. The Neuralink thing is very scary, and owning yep. Twitter in conjunction with Neuralink, in conjunction with AI, in conjunction with transhumanism, yep. I find it very scary. Yep. That said, yep. what he has been doing has been just delicious, <laughs> and what he did yesterday has been particularly so. Um, yep. and, and I am I'm left. You know, we've we we know the stories of politicians who a bad thing happens and they race all their documents to the shredder. I'm I'm flabbergasted that nobody raced this stuff to the to the bit shredder. I just yep. how stupid were these people? They knew for quite a while that this was in the offing, and he was in, he was out, he was in, he was out. They had so much time to just you know what? I think we ought to ditch this stuff and did not and I don't even I don't know if they had sleepless nights I don't know I can't even fathom but what it has been has been a hundred percent a thousand percent vindication of everything we had been saying and know, talking before about misinformation disinformation people lost so much because they were silenced for saying what we now know we knew then but now has been revealed to be true it is, it's a sea change. I feel, I feel like there's a sea change since yesterday. Um, that's not to say that Democrats, our friends, my friends, my relatives are going to say, oh my gosh, everything you said turns out to be true. I don't see that happening. And look, the media is covering it up. The New York Times, you know, nobody, nobody's paying any attention. Again, as somebody said earlier, I'm not the creator of this, but they're covering up the cover up. And as has happened before, but I do, the whole thing truly is surreal that take away the machines, take away the actual voter fraud, take away all of that, how they manipulated the whole um, information set that we were allowed to see, again, in itself, allowed to see they had done a poll after the election that said if you knew about hunter biden's laptop would it have changed your vote and it was i don't remember the statistic but it was gigantic which of course they knew which is why they had to conceal it i i hope but i'm not particularly optimistic but i hope that there is tremendous there are tremendous consequences that come out of this i hope these people Mm. are held to account i hope we don't just have hearings as we have had in the past i have wanted crimes against humanity hearings because of covid the covid response this this gets to the very core of our representative republic i was almost used their word democracy no we're not a democracy so I'm thinking this is the tip of the iceberg. It's a pretty big tip. I think there's gonna be more to come. Elon himself said there's more to come. Actually, Somebody had tweeted, maybe you wanna look at with how they meddled in elections around the world. And he said, mm, looks like there's some stuff related to Brazil. So how power wow. that big tech has to affect outcomes in elections, is is just tr- tremendous and it's not only outcomes in elections it's how our neighbors feel about everything whether or not they voted right they all know that trump now is is an anti-semite and I, everything they know is because of all this misinformation so it, it was a beautiful thing <laughs> yesterday i'm still pinching myself that it happened it's it's an outrage that they did this and with such um cravenness and such in such a blase kind of manner, fix this, problem solved, taken care of, addressed. Um, we're, we're gonna go with, I, I don't even remember the, the ration, that it was misinformation, the rationale that they had for just shutting people down. I don't know what we can do, but this is the easiest tool that we have. How truly yeah. breathtaking, it's breathtaking. But I love that it's I love that it's coming out. And Matt, truly. Imagine if it hadn't happened. If if Elon had not bought Twitter, yeah. if this had not been revealed. Because all that the left keeps learning is they can get away with absolutely everything without any consequences. And they do keep getting away with it. This now it's been revealed, but we really do need to push hard on consequences. Otherwise, they just the honest to goodness, they just keep doing it. And they learn nothing except empowerment. It's sort of like we had the recall effort here in California against David. <laughs> what did they learn that he is Teflon, that the people are fine with him and they're fine mm. with the tyrannical governor? And that's really not the lesson that we want them to learn.
0: Yeah. Well, let's you mentioned Trump and this story. I had really caught my eye, and I'm trying to delve deeper and understand because there's a lot happening behind the scenes. This was former Trump advisor goes public with story of yay Trump dinner at Mar a Lago. And uh, the whole ish, and he's got a lot of criticism. For this, it was barely a week ago that Kanye West and two guests sat down with Donald Trump to share a Thanksgiving dinner at his Mar a Lago home. That dinner was instantly the subject of controversy, as one of West's guests, Nick Fuentes, has espoused racist and anti Semitic views. Um and also Milo was there as well. And Nick Fuentes is not something I follow closely. Um, but I I understand that he's on the very edge of what's accepted or not. But oh, yeah. my whole my whole issue was that um for Kanye West to bring in someone who would make Donald Trump look bad, and that's what has now been discussed, that it yeah. seems as though this was a setup and Stuff is coming out regularly, but it's. I guess it's what Trump's in a very difficult situation, obviously, because it's difficult to know uh, who you can trust. But what were your thoughts on um, on this story and how it will affect Trump?
1: I did follow Nick Fuentes a number of years ago when he interrupted an event at here at UCLA with Don. Donald Trump Jr. and Charlie oh. Kirk, and Nick Fuentes interrupted it and was um, hostile and um, aggressive and so on. So here in, in California, he rose. He rose kind of high on our mm. radar. After that, um, I know that know that he he had a show, some Groypers thing. I don't remember details, but he had done a show, not just denying the Holocaust, but in fact mocking. It. So I've always known that he is a truly despicable, not always five years, mm.
0: or
1: despicable. I mean, truly despicable, anti-Semitic creature. Um, I've seen him threaten um, Ben Shapiro. I saw a video of him accosting Ben Shapiro when he's pushing the stroller with new baby, and his wife are are there on the street. Was it CPAC? I don't remember where. And just a disgusting, despicable, in-your-face guy. So Kanye Yee, whatever his name is, we know can be trouble, but he's sort of, up until that event, who's sort of an innocent, I don't know, maybe a buffoon to a certain extent. People loved him when he did this and hated him when he did that. And I was convinced that when he, when the whole anti-Semitic thing came out a couple of weeks ago that these were things that were completely tolerated by the left, always. I mean, we know who they hang out with, who Biden hangs out with, Farrakhan, you know, so on and so forth. They are profoundly anti-Semitic. I think the reason they came down so hard on Kanye was because he did position himself as a friend of Trump. I think that's mm. the part that's utterly inexcusable, and people must be um, purged, canceled, worse than canceled, really destroyed if you're if you're on the wrong side. I don't know why Kanye did what he did. I know there was a woman who said it was um, a setup, Karen. Something unfortunate um, name. We Karens have a hard enough time, um, but to me, what it's obviously Donald Trump has been one of the best friends to Jews, to Israel that we've ever had. Ever, ever, ever. Um, The Nick Fuentes thing, just to me what it says is Donald Trump remains too warm-hearted and naive about the position he is in every minute of every day. Um, When I have people come speak, I'm asked, um, who's going to be there? Um, Let me look them up. People... Um, are are very interested. I know I have been vetted before being allowed to talk to somebody and nobody of the stature of Donald Trump mm. who was running for president, not not just past president, but running, in fact. So was it set up in October? Possibly. Did he bring Nick um, at the last minute to, to do this? Possibly. But you still need that guy who is going to vet your people and say, you know, Mr. President, no, not this guy. Um, So to me, it speaks to his naivete, his good heart, his refusal to think bad of people unless they are insulting to him. We saw this throughout his administration. He was very good to people who really wanted him harm. But as long as they weren't in his face about it, it was okay. So there's a lot of that. And I would hope that this is an, a learning opportunity for him to mm. not be as warm-hearted and as embracing and to imagine that everybody who walked into your space your sphere wants good for you because it's just not true so with any luck he does move past this but he's absolutely got to show that he's he's learned i don't i'm not really optimistic though because what he said was I didn't know who the guy is that can't you're running for president of the United States. You need to know. Ignorance is no excuse. You need to know. So to me, that was that's what that says. He still doesn't get it. Um, He's obviously obviously he's not an anti-Semite. Obviously meeting with Kanye was not a sign of his anti-Semitism. Obviously meeting with Nick Fuentes. Milo I don't even understand what on earth is happening with Milo (laughs) you know we all loved him we embraced him and then what on earth happened
0: yeah yeah no absolutely well let's go on to
1: yeah Yeah.
0: let's go on to your the 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 greater chaos happening in California I mean there are no end to stories but here it's gonna cost you even more This headline, New York Post, California panel estimates $569 billion in repatriations is owed to. Black residents of a scroll down. That's the the wonderful Gavin Newsom that no one can get rid of. A Californian, a California task force studying the long term effects of slavery and systematic racism on Black residents in the state has estimated a whopping five hundred sixty nine billion in repatriations is owed to the descendants of enslaved people, yeah. and that will mean that uh, if you are Black, you are due two hundred and twenty three thousand dollars mm. um I don't understand this and it's not really going to fix your economy there in California um and I'm wondering Karen if you can find a percentage of yourself which is back because you could be owed money as well
1: oh well of course and and the The funny thing is, I mean, if any of this is funny, which I guess it is, it's all just so I don't even know why it's in the hundreds of billions. Why not add a couple more zeros? No harm done. You know, it's all just so utterly ludicrous. How do they come up with the number of 288 or whatever, um, 100,000? It's all ludicrous. And of course, California, never having been a slave state, it's all done under or we just weren't part of that we're pretty new oh. it, it it's they're putting it under how the these descendants of slaves had been discriminated against in housing market okay so that's <clears throat> that's two really difficult things to die together i think i've been discriminated against in the housing market um i don't have enough money you know that's i i think i'm discriminated against on the basis of just being too poor um, I, I think that's fair. The the idea, and we know statistically, 33% of blacks at the time had been slave owners, 33% of slaves had been white. So if we're going to tie these things together, we need to be very clear, which of course we're not going to be, that it's not a sim- simply a racist issue. Of course, they're going to paint it as simply a racist issue if the if blacks are due this because they were discriminated against and forgetting about the slavery part what about hispanics what about asians what about gays what about women what about mothers what about fathers what, where 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 does it end so if you're going to tie it to slavery we need to be very clear and i would think that you would need to prove something i think i could and And by the way, you know you asked if I can prove um, any kind of um, having been a slave at one point, that whole notion of proof and evidence, Peter, my goodness, all we have to do is identify as having been one thing or another. That's supposed really? to solve everything. So so okay. once you get so removed from reality, from fact, from evidence, from proof, from, rationality being being at individuals, being at financial, um, and just say, if, if I call a, a boy by the wrong pronoun, I am committing a crime because they identify as this. I, I say, let's all just go for broke on this one because they've opened the door, as they say in the courtrooms, they've opened the door for identifying as something as being sufficient to therefore get all of the um, whatever is due us. So I say we all get in line. We all get in line. We all identify as having been um, discriminated against on the basis of having been descended from slaves and call it a day. Cause this is yep. actually when I read this yesterday, I posted this and I don't normally do this. I said, this may be the thing that gets me leaving California. But then I thought it over and thought, what I just said I can identify and, and
0: let's just, and bring it on. So. Oh, absolutely. It, flight, and, the fight kicks in. Sorry. And show the, show the madness completely. Let okay. me, um, we've got three more. Let's see if we can blast through these in a couple of minutes each. Uh, these are actually, these three are UK, but it will reflect the the madness. So pro if we can bring up the transgender story yeah. and this will be replicated elsewhere, but this story is four out of 10 transgender criminals in prison are guilty of sex crimes. New data shows of um, go through let me bring it up. Yep, so the stats are that 42% of the inmates living under different gender identity jail for sex crimes includes 44 jail for rape and 14 for four children in sexual activity. Um, Statistics came after the uh, Ministry of Justice revealed a 17% surge in numbers of trans prisoners. Uh, I I, I guess when you you begin to go down this route of gender is irrelevant or you pick and choose, uh, as you uh, touched at the end of the last story, um, and a lot of these people I would, well, this is pointing out, um, are guilty of of sex crimes and we have the madness of uh, what born one sex and then going to another just so you can go into another prison and then continuing your rape activities in in prison but i guess that this story could be probably written about prisons in in california or or parts of the u.s as well it's it's a worldwide issue
1: yes it absolutely and it's it's again, it's part of that surreal dystopia. It's it's unfathomable that adults will look at someone who's clearly a man, but this man says in his deep manly voice, I feel I, I identify as a woman and, and put him in with women, um, most of whom probably have not had easy lives. But I mean, in in no way does this make any kind of sense. It's all part of that chaos that we talked about in the beginning, and to that I would add that the the inf- imposed derangement on all of us when we're when we you can't say, but he's a man when you're not allowed to say that when that's a discriminatory thing to say. It's it violates their rights of some kind. No matter my right of free speech plus reality. It's part of the derangement that's being imposed upon us most clearly and explicitly and effectively through this whole transgender nonsense. I mean, there's really not much else that forces you in the place where you have to say a thing that you know is not true. But transgenderism is that not only do they want to pretend um, and and I, I do believe that some people truly feel they're born in the wrong body. I get that. But can we not recognize that this is a mental, it's a mental issue? Just as um, anorexic people who weigh 70 pounds um, walk around saying that they're obese. They're not obese. Nobody forces you to say that they're obese. Nobody forces you to treat them as if they're obese. We are allowed to say this is a, this is a body dysphoria. There's something not right and let's help you through it. It's no help to anybody to pretend along with them. And I contend in the same way, um, this kind of nonsense. Again, I really do believe there are people born in the wrong body. I knew someone, David, who became Emma. And no matter what all surgery, it was never enough because guess what, it was a mental dysphoria. But he never demanded anybody else act in, in any other way. The issue about transgenderism is that now they're imposing upon us, and that is crazy-making. It is deranging. They're not just doing it to adults. They're doing it to children, and it is, it is horrific. As far as the prisons go, it's an obvious outcome of, yeah. of discarding reality. And, and th- these last years have just been one giant step away from reality after another. And what you do and what I do, we do seek the truth and we seek to live in the truth because that is that is the way. When people force you to act in a way counter to the truth, it, it's evil. It's evil. And it's not helpful to these people with this body dysphoria. And it's obviously not helpful to the women in these prisons, and it's not helpful to girls' gymnastics or girls' wrestling or girls' hurdles or girls' – My both my daughters were very active in sports, and if there had been a man on the team, that would have been the end. They've been depriving girls of what had been very fought, hard fought for. Title IX, when girls' sports, women's sports get the same kind of – money and attention that um, men's and boys does. But you put a boy on the team, and all of a sudden, you've destroyed that. When you give wi- men Women of the Year awards, as they did with uh, um, Bruce Jenner, um, <laughs> plus all the weird revisionism to, that Caitlyn Jenner won the decathlon. <laughs> no, she didn't. Bruce Jenner did. He won. So it's, it's a deep-seated derangement. And it hurts all of our mental state. It hurts people physically. It deprives what happened to women's rights. Where are the feminists? And we know where. If you speak out against trans, you are excoriated. excoriated. I always think there's a C in there. So it's, it's very ugly what's happening. And it's just one of those fronts that we have to... We live in a target-rich environment. Peter, I think that's really... Mm the thing no matter where you turn there's somebody fighting against you so we have Nothing to find dealer.
0: that um prue john if you can bring up the the daily mirror story uh chris witty and this is chris witty is probably our fauci i think probably that's the closest yeah. i can come And as mad as Fauci is, as evil as Fauci is. Um, So this is from the the Daily Mirror. And as Chris Witte warns, UK faces prolonged period of excess deaths due to lockdown effect. Um, And then it goes on to say the publisher report saying if they did not act, the outcomes would have been significantly worse. But it's interesting that it is specified in it that it... Uh, the knock-on effect of dealing with COVID as in the knock-on effect of shutting down the country um, and banning anyone from accessing any medical Medicare Uh, they have warned that Britain faces a rising death toll from heart disease and cancer cases as thousands saw routine treatments and appointments delayed and Again this story could be written anywhere Karen it is the same issue yeah. whenever you lock down the country whenever you deny people access to medicare you can't really be surprised whenever it causes a mass problem in your society
1: Right but uh, yes and when i saw the headline i was really heartened for a minute um because now they're recognizing the damage that the lockdown did but they're but they're only part of it. And they're bringing up yep. those other things, cancer and heart issues as cover for all the heart issues that the vaccines have perpetrated. Yep. Um, all the other damage, and we're going to see mental health issues out of this. Just when, again, when it, I saw long term, I thought, oh, yes, finally, Somebody from the actual media is mainstream media is understanding the damage that they did to we as individuals with um, the quarantining, um, the masking has not been good. What they've done to children, what they've uh, destroying college, the damage, and that's even putting aside the vaccines, just the psychological. Um, fallout from everything that they did stealing two years from children if you're only two that's your two years if you're four that's half of your life and you grew up seeing this and even now in la we see parents pushing the pram the stroller with uh masks it's 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 unbelievable so but then i saw the what it was about and it was talking about the result that the results from the COVID shutdown on medical, but again, they didn't have to do that, but they chose to do that. They chose to backseat people's actual health um, and put the hysteria from the WHO and Tedros at, at the in the driver's seat, which by the way, ev- nations generally are looking to turn over our national sovereignty to the WHO for the next pandemic um, so that this can be even more problematic and as i alluded to it also ignores the not ignores it provides cover for the actual deaths and and problems co- health issues caused by the vaccines i know you had a doubt i read unknown causes and it is he just dismisses that right off the bat that that is not where the surge in um in excess mortality is from it is Distinctly yep. related to just you look at the data and the time, the blips are when the vaccines were launched, when the boosters were launched. So the temporal um, correlation, there is no question. It had nothing to do with COVID. It had nothing to do with um, delayed medical or maybe something, but not everything. It has everything. So what this guy is doing, or the, the two, I guess is preempt the accusations that are going to be flowing um from from ed dowd's book from th- there's no question that there's going to be um COVID hearings in the united states and af- after we take the house I, I i think i had mentioned this i am all for crimes against humanity um yep. hearings trials and as you keep saying this is It's not only the UK. It's not only the United States. This has been a global uh, mass homicides. Yep. There's another word for it. It's not genocide. I don't remember what it meant to to um, against people globally in order to get the who to be in charge and the globalists. Yep. People have died and are continue to die. And every day I wake up to so-and-so, 36, died in sleep. That, that's not normal. So we are living under, under the greatest crimes perpetrated against humanity on a global scale. It's not to diminish what Hitler did at all or various other genocides, but never has it been this global, this deliberate, with this much complicity by so many governments. We've got to hold them accountable. And it terrifies me that that we won't, but we have to. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's finish on a good news story connected with this. Always good to end. And this is the wonderful news that an anti vaxxer nurse. uh, Yes. We'll, we'll not discuss those that first word, but who injected up to 8,600 patients with saline instead of COVID vaccine walks free. And this is a Red Cross nurse, Anjte, um, 39, jabbed thousands of elderly patients at a vaccine center in Germany with what in she Germany. told them was the BioNTech Pfizer vaccine but was just a salt water solution. And I saw one comment on this story. It says, not all heroes wear kips. Yeah. I thought this was a wonderful that she thought, actually, I am going to uh, look after people and care for them, which is what I should be doing um, yes. and not injecting with an experimental jab. So it is a, it's a wonderful story. And I just, I don't, I cannot even grasp how the court has let her free, but, there are some good judges, I guess, as well.
1: She truly is a hero. And that we have too few like her, again, speaks. All right, I'm looking at the downside. That we had her is wonderful. That it's yep. German <laughs> is particularly interesting. Um, uh, America truly has fallen by the wayside in terms of being at the forefront of freedom. Sweden stood up to all this nonsense in the US even under Trump. Not every state but uh, for the most part complied. And here's this wonderful woman who stood up. Uh she she didn't take a stand she just did it which I which I like. But you know there were a whole bunch of groups here in the US that were healthcare workers who had to get the jab in order to go to work and then we know that they were compliant. Um, we were really held hostage, but you know the way to prevent you don't you don't negotiate with terrorists. You stand up. You stand up, um, and and not enough of us have. As we look into potentially remasking here in LA, I just hope more of us don't. But kudos to this wonderful woman. I hope I hope they name something wonderful after her. We need many more like her, and. Um, and that she's in Germany and not in the U S what happened to us? I, I don't know if you, you knew this, but I, I would reach over. I won't be able to get it. I had hats made that look like MAGA hats. That's, you know, MAGA's make America great again, but I had them done differently, make America, America again. And I, no. and I think that that really needs to be a big push. We are not who we thought once were and who we still think of ourselves as being and who we need to be so but kudos to her
0: maybe we'll make an award
1: in in her name at afa that's possible
0: (laughs) sounds good sounds good (laughs) karen thank you so much for coming on it's great having We have regular Saturday guests, and I always enjoy having an irregular one on someone.
1: <laughs> That's me. So,
0: thank you for being our irregular guest of the month. My
1: pleasure. <laughs> it was it was a real pleasure, Peter. Thank you.
0: Let me My, just lead yeah, the viewers. Hold, hold, let me just lead the viewers with uh, two pictures, just as we. Uh, finish off, there is this one I thought was quite funny. Companies boycotting Twitter, a massive queue, and companies yeah. boycotting Bell and Siaga, which I, I can't even pronounce, uh, but whenever we live in a society where the uh, the public and the media do not critique those who promote child sexual exploitation, then you know we are yeah. in a difficult, dangerous situation. And our last one was this one, just for those of you who do identify as a conspiracy th- theorist. This was <laughs> this one. Let me bring it up. And there we go. I identify as a conspiracy theorist. My pronouns are told you so. That's often what i going I wish it wasn't what we had to point out, but I think more and more often it is yeah and i think on that uh thank you so much to our viewers for tuning in however you've been watching whatever platform great to have you with us or if you're listening later on the go thank you so much for uh, listening and being part of that and on monday we have carl benjamin uh, lotus eaters he'll be with us talking about their two years uh they've been around two years to celebrate their birthday and he'll be talking about how they are getting the media out and the rise of lotus eaters in spite of the continued censorship and opposition so you all know carl you all know lotus Seeders, certainly in the uk um and tune in on monday for course been a while carl, Wilson, carl is with us so um he'll be back with us on monday so on that i wish our viewers a wonderful rest of your saturday whether you're on the west coast there and it's still the afternoon whether you're in the uk this evening or whether you're elsewhere thank you so much for tuning in wherever you're watching however you're watching great to have you with us And look forward to seeing you on Monday. So thank you and good evening.
1: If you like what we do,
0: sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many
1: platforms at heartsovoke.org. Thank you for listening.